Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And since 2021 is an election year in Virginia, we're doing a special podcast spinoff series, we've invited every declared statewide candidate for the offices of governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general to participate and speak with healthcare voters about their campaign and ideas. Today, we're pleased to be joined by Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Justin Fairfax, a Democrat who is running for governor of Virginia. He is an attorney by profession, a father and husband who previously served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia. And with that brief introduction, welcome to the program, sir. Thanks so much for having me on, Julian. I appreciate being with you. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. So I just gave a brief bio sketch, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, but I I know that only scratches the surface. So please feel free to add anything else you'd like listeners to know about your qualifications and also give us your elevator pitch for why you are the best candidate among the contenders for the Democratic nomination for governor. Over the last four years, I've been so pleased to fight for all eight and a half million Virginians in my role as Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. We have made substantial progress in creating more economic security and opportunity for all Virginians. My proudest day leading the Senate of Virginia was when I broke the ties to expand Medicaid here in the Commonwealth. And to date, over 520,000 more Virginians have health insurance as a result of those tie-breaking votes and of the work of so many people over time. And so what we've done is to fight to make sure that everyday working Virginians have a shot to achieve the American dream. We've proposed the most transformational investment in public education in the history of Virginia, $30 billion investment over 10 years to rebuild and reimagine all public schools that are at least 40 years old, to increase technology, to make teacher pay go above the national average for the first time in the history of Virginia, and to guarantee a summer enrichment or employment opportunity to every young Virginian so that they can advance their careers, their academic and athletic pursuits and in the arts, and to make sure they have opportunity regardless of their zip code uh, and how much money their family has. And so we truly want to make sure that Virginia is a commonwealth of opportunity for everyone. Uh, and that's what I have focused on in my work. And, you know, we've stood up with courage, face of tremendous odds, and made sure that people's voices are being heard. And I think that really is what uh, Virginians are looking for. I'm Julie Dime, VHHA Vice President of Government Advocacy. They say there's an election every year in Virginia, and 2021 is no exception. In November, voters will choose Virginia's next governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, as well as district representatives for all 100 seats in the House of Delegates. Before that, though, there are party nominating contests this spring. On May 8th, Republicans will hold an unassembled convention with voting locations across the state to elect nominees for three statewide offices. Participating in the process requires people to apply to be a convention delegate with their local GOP unit. Delegates will cast ranked choice ballots to determine the nominees. One month later, on June 8th, voters will select Democratic nominees for statewide offices in a primary election open to all registered voters. That same day, voters from both parties will determine nominees in the House of Delegates district races with intra-party contests. Visit the Virginia Department of Elections website to learn more about upcoming elections.
And with those important elections on the calendar, your contribution to HOSPAC, VHHA's Political Action Committee, is more important than ever to support candidates who will work to improve health care in Virginia and support the critical work of hospitals and health systems. Any contribution, small or large, helps. Please visit VAHOSPAC.com to contribute. That's V-A-H-O-S-P-A-C.com to contribute. Thanks so much. Well, you just alluded to your role in casting tie-breaking votes to accomplish Medicaid expansion, and that's a great segue to my next question. As you pointed out, the Commonwealth has made great strides on improving health care access and affordability in recent years through Medicaid expansion, through a law ending surprise medical bills, through the recent approval of a reinsurance program to lower rising health insurance premiums on Virginians, through policies and actions to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic and more. And you have, in your capacity as lieutenant governor, been involved in a lot of that work. So looking ahead, if elected governor, how would you leverage the authority of that office to further advance the health care system in Virginia? Well, I would make sure that we fight to get every Virginian covered. Uh, right now, we have upwards of 100,000 children in Virginia who are still without health insurance and about uh, 700,000 uh, Virginians overall uh, who lack insurance coverage. And so uh, I would fight governor to make sure that they have the insurance that they and their families need to stay safe, to get uh, coverage that allows them to deal with issues proactively uh, on the healthcare front and that they can continue to advance uh, economically. We know that the lack of health insurance really is a driver for a lot of insecurity for families here in Virginia. And so we've got to solve this issue. We've come a long way, as you mentioned, and made great strides, but there is more yet to be done. Uh, we've driven our uninsurance rate uh, below 8%, but there are still some things that we can do to make sure that we uh, afford accessible health care coverage to all Virginians. And so uh, I want to make sure that we have subsidies uh, at state level for those individuals and families that don't currently qualify under Medicaid expansion here in the Commonwealth, which covers people at 138 uh, percent of the poverty level. And so that would be one of my top priorities. I also believe that we can continue to drive down premium levels uh, in Virginia, which we have seen go down about 9 percent. Uh, in the last year by not only fully implementing our state health care exchange, which is set to come online in 2023, but by working with the federal government to uh, have reinsurance programs that uh, lower premiums and increase coverage for those in high-risk categories by creating pools for those high-risk uh, individuals and families. And that would be another priority that we have. We, uh, in this administration, uh, have allocated funds to deal with the issue around maternal mortality rates, particularly when it comes to the racial disparities in those rates. And uh, there were funds that were addressed to this at about $22 million. Uh, we know that African-American women in particular are three and sometimes more times likely to die in childbirth as a result of a number of factors, but we want to make sure that we are investing uh, in solutions to deal with that problem and to make sure that many of the racial disparities that we see in our healthcare system, just like we see in other parts of our economy, are addressed fully. There's been a long history of neglect in that regard, and, and it's something that we have spoken out about and have uh, focused on making sure state resources are available to finally deal with these problems that have plagued us for too long. 
to your point about the maternal mortality work and the disparities in maternal outcomes, that's something that the hospital community is very much engaged in, both through the association and individually in their work with their patients and, and expectant families. Uh, so that is important work. And then to your point about uh, health insurance costs, uh, driving down the cost of uh, rising premiums, which have been going up for years and years, is another important thing that can be done to uh, address affordability. Because as we know, health insurance premiums uh, alongside prescription drug prices are two of the biggest drivers of, of right. healthcare expenditures. So thank you for taking us uh, through some of your thoughts about healthcare policy there. Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, if people want to learn more about your candidacy, is there a website or social media accounts where you direct them to get more information and to get engaged? Yes, definitely. They can visit us at justinfairfax.com. You can also follow us on our various social media platforms at Fairfax Justin on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and look forward to you know, hearing from people. We have tremendous numbers of people around the Commonwealth of Virginia who have engaged with us, volunteering, working in their communities to uh, really bring frontline relief to people in the midst of you know one of the worst crises that we've seen this COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, I should say a word about the work that's being done by the healthcare community and by community partners. Uh, it's been tremendous. Uh, we in Virginia are really fighting hard to get everyone vaccinated. I know we are over 4 million doses administered. We have uh, over a quarter of the population that received at least one dose uh, of one of three vaccines. And we continue to encourage Virginians to take advantage of the many opportunities to uh, get those vaccinations because we believe that that's what it's going to take for us to turn the corner on this pandemic. We've already lost uh, over 10,000 people, as you know, Julian, to this really tremendous crisis that's impacted everyone uh, around the world. Uh, we have over 600,000 hospitalizations uh, thus far, and BHHA has been really tremendous. Uh, and its partners, 110 hospitals and 26 health systems throughout Virginia in delivering this frontline care to make sure that we are uh, getting through this crisis. And hopefully, uh, as we come out on the other end of it, making sure that Virginians have the health care that they need to not only deal with a crisis at this level, but to every day have that security that we know and has been exposed in the midst of this crisis as being essential to their survival and success. So Virginia continues to make sure that we every day are making more resources available to everyday Virginians, and I will fight as governor to make sure that that happens going forward. Well, I'm sure the healthcare community appreciates your, your kind words and acknowledgement and uh, great advice there. We encourage anyone who is eligible, which now is anyone over 16 in Virginia, yeah. uh, to get your vaccine, to go online, go to vaccinate.virginia.gov uh, to find out. There's also the Vaccine Finder website, a number of resources that are readily available online to find out where you can get a vaccine in your local community. So that's great advice. And now, sir, to close out the podcast, uh, a fun personal question we ask all of our guests, <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, if you were stranded on a deserted island what one <laughs> what one book one album and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company we will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice so other than that what are, you, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks you must have gotten that answer before huh <laughs> that's great we try to uh, troubleshoot that's wonderful yeah, no, you do a great, great job at that. Uh, you know, I would, I would have to say, uh, in, in terms of a movie, uh, you know, Forrest Gump has been, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite movies for a very long time. Now you wouldn't believe it if I told you that I could run like the wind blows. From that day on, if I was going somewhere, I was running. 
that's uh, in fact we were just watching it the other day it's one that never gets old so that'd probably be my my movie pick my album pick would probably be uh, something uh from stevie wonder uh like songs in the key of life which would be one of my favorites again timeless classic uh, there and as far as a book that, that's a very interesting question that there are many th that are favorites but uh there is one uh that i've actually been looking to read know much about it's called just mercy mm -hmm. uh by brian Vincent, uh recently made into a movie and talks about his efforts around criminal justice reform and fighting uh, i think he's gotten roughly about 120 people or so off of death row who were you know, falsely convicted and whose sentences were overturned after, you know, a tremendous amount of injustice. And, and as somebody who is, you know, former federal prosecutor or defense attorney and, and cares deeply about issues around criminal justice reform, the racial disparities in our system and the injustices that we see too often. You know, I think that that's certainly a book that I have been looking uh, to begin because it really does touch it uh, so much of what's going on in our nation. And we're getting a reminder every single day. Uh, of the importance of dealing with injustice, including racial injustice in our nation. So uh, those would probably be my three picks. Uh, I would probably also, if I can get another thing, include uh, a map uh, <laughs> to see uh, the way to <laughs> the way to uh, get off of the deserted the island. Great that escape. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Assuming no electronics are, <laughs> are permitted, but. But that, that's a great question, and, and I think those would be my, my thoughts. Okay, well, I appreciate you uh, sharing those picks with us. And listen, you can never go wrong with uh, Steve Lynn Morris, uh, also known to folks commonly as uh, Stevie Wonder. He is he is an all-timer. And we should also point out just quickly that the primary election in Virginia when Lieutenant Governor Fairfax and many other candidates for office in Virginia will be on the ballot, and that is June 8th. Uh, so folks should be aware of that. And if they want more information, the, the Virginia Department of Elections has more information on the upcoming election. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to once again thank our guest, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, who is a Democratic candidate for governor of Virginia, for joining us today. So thank you, sir. Great. Thanks for having me. Take care.